Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Salatu wassalamu ala ashrafil abdiyai wal mursaleen. Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. Tasliman kathiran kathiran. Amma badu, we are looking at this excellent book called Islamic Manners by Shaykh Abdul Fattah Abu Ghuddah, Rahmahullahi ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this a means of khair and barakah and success for us inshallah. We come now to the chapter on the manners of conversation. And he begins with talking about selecting suitable topics. In Surah Al-Hajj, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the believers and he said, and they have been guided in the purest of talk and guided to the path of him who is worthy of all praise. When you talk during your visit, say only what benefits the situation and be brief. If you are the youngest among those present, don't speak unless you are asked to or unless you know that your talk will be well received and will please the host or other guests. Don't prolong your speech. Your talk should be clear, concise and to the point. Do not talk on and on. Imam Bukhari reported that Anas bin Malik said, Rasulullah's speech was clear and succinct. Neither too long nor too short, and he disliked chattering and ranting. Similarly, in Bukhari and Muslim, there is narrated a hadith in which Aisha Siddiqa, our mother, she said, the Prophet spoke so few words that you could count his words. If you hear the adhan, stop talking. Listen to the adhan and respond to the call of Allah. Many people, even those with Islamic knowledge, continue talking while the adhan is being called. This is rude, as those hearing the Adhan should listen to it and quit speech or study or even the recitation of the Quran. Thoughtfully, they should repeat the words of the Adhan and reflect on the meaning of this heavenly call. We should listen to the Adhan whether we are at home, in the office or attending a lesson, even a religious one. The great Hanafi Imam Al-Kasani in, uh, in his book, uh, Badai Hussana. Uh, he said, Those hearing the Adhan or the Kama should not speak. Everything should be stopped in order to listen and respond to the Adhan, even reading the Quran or other noble things. They should, be, they should cease and we must listen to the Adhan. The Adhan nourishes the Muslim soul with faith and nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So do not forego your share of it. And teach this to your children and friends. Abu Sayyid al-Khudri narrates that Rasulullah said, If you hear the Adhan, repeat what the Muaddin is saying. In another hadith reported by Jabir, Rasulullah said, He deserves my help on the Day of Judgment who says, When hearing the Adhan, O oh Allah, the Rabb of this perfect call and imminent prayer, please reward Please award Muhammad Sallallahu the help and virtues and the desired status you promised him. This is the dua after Adhan. Now, with Adhan, there are five things to remember. Firstly, listen to it carefully and repeat the words of the Muazzin. So he says, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. You also say, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. You do that in a low tone, not loudly. When he said, Hayal al-Sayah, Hayal al-Salah, or Hayal al-Falah, then you say, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. You repeat that, you say, Hayal al-Salah, and then you add to that, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. You say, similarly with Hayal al-Falah, 
you repeat Hayal Fala and then you add to that and say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Once the adhan is over, then send Salat and Salam on Rasulullah. So please keep the order. So first thing is repeating the words of the adhan. Second one is after the adhan is over, sending Salat and Salam on Rasulullah. So do. After the rule, you read the dua of the adhan, which I just mentioned to you. Allahumma Rabbah Hadith Dawati Tama. وَصَلَاتِ الْخَائِمَةِ آتِ مُحَمَّدًا الْبَصِيلَةَ وَالْفَضِيلَةَ وَبَعْسُ مَقَامًا مَحْمُودًا أَلَّذِي وَعَدْتَهِ Now people add in the Allah to khulifu al-miyad and so on. This is not part of the dua. It ends with ba'atta. And then say the kalima tayyiba. أَشْهَدُ لَا إِلَهِ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَأَشْهَدُ وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ And after that you say رَدِيدُ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّ Say this three times. Rasulullah Rabba, Obi Islamidina, Obi Muhammadin Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Anabiya. Rasulullah Rabba, Obi Islamidina, Obi Muhammadin Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Rasulullah Anabiya. Say this three times. And after that, so five things. After that, make dua. Insha Allah, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will accept this dua. This is the Bashar of Rasulullah Sallam. Imam Abdul Razak narrated in his Musannaf that Ibn Juraij said, "I was told." That people used to listen to the adhan in the same manner they would listen to the recitation of Quran. They would repeat after the mawadil. If he said, Hayal al-Salah, they would say, La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. When he would say, Hayal al-Falah, they would say, La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. Then we come to the tone of voice. So how beautifully detailed this book is. So he says that if you speak to a guest or any other person, whether in a gathering or alone, make sure that your voice is pleasant with a low but suitable and audible tone. Raising your voice is contrary to good manners and indicates a lack of respect for the person to whom you are speaking. This manner should be maintained with friends and peers and acquaintances and strangers, the young and the old. It is more important to adhere to this with one's parents or someone of their status, or with people for whom you have great respect. If appropriate, smile while talking to others. This will make them more receptive to what you have to say and may dispel the impression that observant Muslims are stern and humorous. And this is one of the very common things that people believe about Muslims and subhanAllah. Maybe they are right also. Because the moment people become observant Muslim, the moment they start practicing Islam, the first thing that disappears is the smile from their face. Even though we know perfectly well that the smile is sadaqah. Just smiling is a good deed for which we will be rewarded. So please, keep the smile. Then he says, the Quran relates to us the advice of Luqman to his son. And he said, and lower your voice. Directed him to speak in a gentle manner for speaking loudly is detested and ugly. Likewise, the ayah second and third in Surah Al-Hujarat, Allah said, O you who believe, do not raise your voices above the voice of the Prophet ﷺ, nor speak aloud to him as you speak aloud to one another, lest your deeds become vain and you perceive not. Those that lower their voices in the presence of Allah Rasul, Allah has tested their heart for piety. For them there is forgiveness and a great reward. See, the issue here, of course, of raising the voices is not 
for us today is not the physically raising the voice because the Rasulullah is not here among us and he's not speaking. But it is to give your opinion and to give your feelings and your uh, thoughts, precedence over the rulings of Rasulullah. This amounts to raising your voice and it is such a serious offense. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you do that, I will wipe out your deeds, deeds and you will not even know. So let us be very careful with this. Imam Bukhari reported that Abdullah ibn Zubair said that after the revelation of this ayat, whenever Umar ibn Khattab wanted to speak to him, he would talk almost in whispers and Rasulullah could hardly hear him and would ask him to repeat what he said. Al-Hafiz al-Dahabi wrote in his biography of Imam ibn Sirin, the great scholar and eminent Tabi, Whenever he was in his mother's presence, he, was, he would talk in such a hushed voice that you would think that he was ill. Uh, this is his respect for his mother. Imam ibn Sirin In his biography of Abdullah ibn Aoun al-Basri, a student of Imam ibn Sirin and one of the famous scholars, Al-Hafiz al-Dahabi, noted, one time his mother called him and because he responded with a voice louder than hers, he was fearful and repentant. And then he feared two slaves. He, he freed two slaves as kafara. Asim bin Bahdillah al-Kufi, the Qari of the Quran, he said, I visited Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, uh, who was the Khalifa, and a man spoke very loudly. And Umar said to him, stop it. You need not talk that loud. Talk loud enough only to make your listeners hear. Then we come to the... Uh, art of listening if a person starts telling you whether you are alone or in the company of others something that you already knew very well you should pretend as if you do not know it do not rush to reveal your knowledge or to interfere with the speech instead show your attention and concentration the honorable Tabi Imam Atta Ibn Abi Raba he said a young man would tell me something that I may have heard before he was born nevertheless I listen to him as if I have never heard it before. Khalid bin Safan al-Tamimi, who frequented the courts of the two Khalifas, Umar bin Abdul Aziz and Hisham bin Abdul Malik, he said, if a person tells you something that you have heard before or news that you already learned, do not interrupt him to exhibit your knowledge to those present. This is rude and ill-mannered. The Honorable Imam Abdullah ibn Wahhab al-Khuraishi al-Masri, a companion of Imam Malik, Al-Layth, Ibn Sa'ad, and Al-Thawri. He said, sometimes a person would tell me a story that I have heard before his parents had wed. This is an old story which he had heard even before this person was born. Yet I listen as if I have never heard it before. Ibrahim Ibn, Ibn Al-Junaid, he said, A wise man said to his son, learn the art of listening as you learn the art of speaking. Listening well means mannering your contact, allowing the speaker to finish the speech, understanding your urge to interrupt his speech. Al-Hafiz al-Khatib al-Baghdadi, uh, in a poem he, he said, never interrupt a talk, though you know it inside out. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us, give us the manners to learn from this and to practice it. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa وعلى آله وصحبه من برحمتك الرحمن الرحيم